You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And and you hear that? You hear that sound? That means I am back in Europe where Europeans have mastered the fan experience at basketball games. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the NBA. I love college basketball, especially the college basketball games that are in smaller arenas or stadiums like Duke's Cameron Indoor Stadium comes to mind as opposed to like for example Creighton plays in like an NBA sized arena and it has more so of of an NBA feel I just love how college basketball I love it when the fans are going crazy and the NBA I mean the fans aren't really going crazy you know the first section is corporate sponsors it's big bucks you know it's guys making huge money or spending a lot of money while you go to like a a game in Europe and even for example I I was thinking about going to this Real Madrid game next uh, actually on this Sunday and I saw like some of the closest seats are like 60 euros which is I mean a little under 70 dollars and you can sit in like the first section. You will never get that at an NBA game, no matter how bad the team is. But anyway, the fan experience here in Europe is great. If you love basketball just from a uh, a, a standpoint of great atmosphere, physical play, um, execution, not as much isolation basketball, you will love basketball in Europe. But man, I, I just enjoyed being back here in Europe. I'm in Barcelona, by the way. I forgot to mention that. But I've enjoyed being back. I hadn't been to a EuroLeague game in almost four years. And again, I just enjoy the atmosphere. And this is Spain. Spain fans are, I mean, I guess they're they're more known for soccer or, or, or football. Um, I can't wait to get to a game in, in Greece or, or Turkey where the fans are just a little bit more passionate i should say that that's the correct word i use and then also maybe even go to a game in serbia but again i'm just so thankful to be back across the water watching basketball and actually let me tell you a funny story that happened to me at the game and then i'll get into to the podcast so i'm at the game um a friend of mine pete michael who has been a, a guest on on the podcast he is a legend in barcelona um led them to a, a yearly championship a, a few years back so I called Pete and um, said, hey, I'm in Barcelona. Do you know anyone that could possibly get me a, a ticket to the game? So he reaches back out to me. He says, did you bring a suit? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> so lesson learned for me. If I am really want to you know, do this scouting thing, I need to bring a suit. You never know who who I could meet. You just I just never know what opportunities could come up and I need to make sure that I'm I'm dressed for the part. He says, Well I got you a, a ticket in the box, but you have to wear a suit. So I'm like, Alright, this is good news, but dang I need to go buy a suit. So I go to the mall, actually walk two miles to the mall, which is not a bad walk, simply because I mean 
I, I took the, the route where I'm kind of like walking along the Mediterranean Sea, so you can't beat that. But anyway, so I'm at the, I go to the mall, I get a, I get a suit or, or, or basically a, a coat that could be a suit or a, a pea coat, and um, go to the game. I, I get there early because I want to watch a few of the younger guys work out and see like, you know, I know that they may not play, but see a couple of the young guys that are shooting. And so, I'm sorry if you hear this noise in the background. I'm in my hotel, and it looks like room service is outside the door. So, anyway, so I go, and uh, there's a guy that's sitting by me, and he's taking a picture. So, I just say, hey, man, do you mind taking a picture of me? So, I go, and I take a picture, right? And and it's on, like, my Instagram and on my, my, my Twitter. So, I go to take my picture, and then I take my mask off to take the picture. Then I go back to my seat. So, while I'm going back to my seat, I still don't have my mask on yet, and I'm I'm looking at the picture on my phone and seeing which one I like. So I hear someone say, Raphael? Raphael, is that you? And I'm thinking, like, I am in Spain. Like, who would know me here in Spain? So a guy says, I've been listening to the podcast. I've followed you on YouTube. So I knew you were in the area. So when I just saw you sitting there without your mask on, I knew right away it was you. I wanted to come and introduce myself, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I'm blown away at this point because I am thousands of miles away from home. I know that I talk about international basketball a lot. I just had no clue how many people across the pond have been listening. And so end up finding out that this guy has a pretty high ranking position as far as scouts. So that that made my day. It just kind of let me know that you just never know who's listening. You never know who's paying attention to what you're doing. So you can apply that to, you know, anything in life that you just never know who's paying attention. So um, end up making a contact, end up sitting next to a scout for the Warriors at the game, and then just met so many different different contexts. So said all that to say this, my trip to Spain and to Europe so far is off to a great start. But now let's talk basketball. I know that is what you want to talk about. And I totally forgot, forgive me, but this episode of Locked on NBA Draft is brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's has been serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Speaking of McDonald's, it's still early in the morning. The difference between the the, the time difference allows me to be able to wake up in the morning and you know get a couple things done and then i can drop my podcast and by the time the listeners in the states wake up the podcast is already done so i'm this is actually the benefit of of being here so i'm going to head to mcdonald's after i finish recording this podcast but when we return i want to talk about one of the players that i was looking forward to seeing even though he's not in this year's nba draft he was he's a drafting stash by the knicks but rokas yokabitis i want to talk about his play last night but before i get into that let's talk about bet online because it is back and it is better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season have more props more odds more lines than ever before because bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season 
So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball. Well, baseball's over. But NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, thanks again for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day. I really appreciate it. I just appreciate all everybody that listens, whether it's your first listen or your second listen, or even if you just spend all day listening to podcasts and we're like the last listen of the day. I appreciate every listen, but I understand if you love NBA Draft, if you love hearing about prospects, then Locked On NBA Draft is the place to go, and it's probably your first listen. So thank you for making it your first listen. All right, so now I want to talk about Jokic, Rokas Jokobitis. I thought he played very, very well. I mean, I thought he actually played well in Summer League. Just caught up in a a log jam. The Knicks had too many guards. They still have too many guards. I don't know if it, it's even beneficial for him to come over next year. Because I imagine Kimba will still be there. I imagine Derrick Rose will still be there. They still have McBride. They still have Quickly. So he's in a situation that is not the best for him as far as a pathway to the NBA and immediate playing time. So it looks like he's probably going to be in Barcelona another year or two. I'm just curious to see how this ends up playing out. But I've been a fan of Yoga Baitis for years. The first time I saw him play, this was back when he was playing against LaMelo Ball when the Ball brothers were in Lithuania. I also saw him play at the Adidas Next Generation Tournament. I want to say this is back in like 2017. So I've been tracking his progress since then. And uh, I thought he could have came out in the 2020 draft, which I think that his draft stock may have stayed the same. Or, you know, I, I don't know. But I was shocked that he came back and then... This year, obviously, I, I wanted, he, he was drafted. I wanted to see him give the NBA a shot. But he's in a really good situation in Barcelona. Barcelona is, I mean, it's a it's a hard city to pass up the opportunity to play in. Beautiful city on the beach. I like to tell people it's like a combination of Santa Monica in, in L.A. and Paris. I mean, great city. And then he's playing for one of the, the best clubs, and he's actually getting playing time. And so in, in yesterday's game, it was against Cheska Moscow, which is, you know, one of the, the premier clubs in Europe. He ended up having to play heavy minutes, especially down the stretch, because Nick Kalathis was hurt. I think he had, like, a calf injury. And if you're not familiar with, like, basketball in Europe, it's it's a lot more physical than the NBA. Well, than the NBA has been in the past. NBA has definitely stepped up the physicality this year but it's a physical game every possession counts it's so pressure packed and every game is at least close to a rivalry and you know this was a game where Barcelona was up in the first and the second quarter then at the beginning of the third Seska made a run and right when Barcelona was kind of coming back this got hurt he's like their floor general so Jokobitis had to run the show for the remainder of the game and I just thought he played really well. There's a big difference between like watching guys on film and then having the opportunity to watch them 
up close and in person. And so one of the things that stood out to me the most watching him in person was just how mentally tough he is, how competitive he is, and just how he competes and gets after it. You know, they knew he was the young guy. They knew that he was somewhat inexperienced. They tried to pick him up full court. They tried to pressure him. They tried to play physical against him. And he still just made good decisions. Uh, I mean, he got to the basket a few times. One thing I will say about him is that he's still very, very left-hand dominant. Now, I'm a lefty, so I understand how it is. There are times when even if he's on, like, dribbling towards the right side of the court, the ball will be in his left hand. But I just thought that he played very well. Um, I mean, I think that he's also, even though the Knicks own his rights, he's also auditioning for other NBA teams because some other teams may may have an interest in what he's doing. So I thought that he played well. Other than that, there weren't really any NBA prospects on on the court. I mean, there were maybe some guys that could possibly entertain the NBA as 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 guys that may want to enter as free agents or guys that teams may have an interest in because they're looking for minimum salary guys to fill out the roster. But both teams are probably have too many guys that are making more money that probably wouldn't want to leave Europe and playing time to go to the States and be the you know, 14th or 15th man on the roster. So, yeah, so as far as like a, a game of, of NBA prospects, no, that it wasn't like the best opportunity to scout some guys for the 2022 NBA draft. But I, I did want to see a EuroLeague game. I, I'll probably spend most of my time here anyway watching second, third division games and following some of the younger players as opposed to, you know, the, <laughs> the EuroLeague games. Because if this were locked on free agency then then maybe i'd be looking at, at guys that i think that could come in and contribute or, or come in and make an nba roster and fill out the back end of the roster but i forgot to mention that um i, I will be going to a lot of the second division games i plan and and this is I, i'll let you know in the next episode but one of my plans is for this weekend to travel to madrid madrid has quite a few NBA young NBA prospects on their team I don't know how many minutes they'll receive but they're playing like a really lower level team in Spain and there could be an opportunity for some of those guys to get some playing time so I'll be looking forward to that all right when we return I want to talk about Iowa's Keegan Murray who was off to a monster start and I just want to talk about him as an NBA prospect all right, you're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow with NBA Draft Junkies. I am recording this live in Barcelona, Spain. All right, let's talk about Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray is a guy that he was on the on, on my radar as, as a guy that I was expecting to have a, a breakout sophomore year last year on Iowa's team. He was behind two guys that are on NBA rosters right now, so... He didn't really have the opportunity to fully showcase his skill set, but there there was enough flashes that that you thought that he could end up being a an NBA player and maybe even a first round pick. And so far, now I I know the schedule has not been competitive at all, but he had one of the most impressive stat lines that I've 
seen in recent memory. 27 points, 21 rebounds, 2 assists, and 4 blocks versus North Carolina Central. Again, I know the competition is not the stiffest, but 21 rebounds is pretty impressive. And so when I'm looking at my notes for Keegan Murray, I'm seeing a guy that is a modern-day NBA for may be able to play some small ball five simply because he's shown some some good rim protection. I mean, he had the game against four blocks again. Like I said, I know it's North Carolina Central. But he's shown, he seems to be a, a pretty reliable shot blocker. And if he can possibly anchor a defense and stretches, then I think he can play some small ball five. He is also a good ball handler in the open floor. Now, he's not like shifty he's not like you know shake and bake or or he's gonna like dance with the rock but he is someone that can get a a rebound and go coast to coast that's something that i like about him now as far as his athleticism he's not like this explosive athlete where his athleticism is gonna wow you and, and stand out i mean he's not like a you know uh i don't know i'm trying to think of somebody he's not like a Jalen duran by by no means but he is fluid he is agile and which allows him to be able to create his own shot when you combine his agility and fluidity and his ball handling. He does have some shot creation ability there. Um, like I said, he can handle the ball in transition. He does have a face-up and attack game. And it's like he doesn't really shoot a bunch of face-up mid-range jumpers, but he does have the ability if he's out on the perimeter that he has a couple go-to moves. And it's not necessarily that he beats you with quickness. He just kind of gets to his spots. And then he has a counter where if you cut him off, he spins and gets to to his, to his right hand, gets off his left shoulder. And then he does have good touch around the rim. Also like that, he's active on the glass. He hustles down the floor. Whether he has the ball or not, if it's him getting a rebound, going coast to coast, that's one way that he scores. But when he's off the ball, he loves to sprint down floor post sprint down the floor post up which as a rim runner it opens up different opportunities for some of his teammates because you have to stop the man rolling to the rim so that's another thing i like about him as far as just his effort and his hustle and then i I didn't mention like in the post he has good balance and footwork he is able to exploit some mismatches there and then um like i mentioned like he rebounds now as far as areas of concern like I said, he's not like this explosive, quick twitch, quick twitch athlete. Which, you know, depending on how how much emphasis you put on athleticism, um, may or may not be important. But one of my questions is, can he beat athletic and stronger defenders to the rim? So, on the college level, especially based off of the competition they played, he's able to get to the rim because. He's more agile, better ball handler, and stronger than a lot of the guys that he's matching up against. Now, I definitely want to see how he plays once the conference schedule begins and the competition is a lot better. So I wonder how does he score his points as far as far as creating off the dribble against a guy that can match him step for step and that can also take the bump and, and fight through the contact. So that is something that... I'm looking forward to seeing. He's also somewhat of a below-the-rim finisher. And again, depending on how much you value athleticism, that may or may not be an issue to you. But I think the biggest two concerns that will impact his draft stock are outside shooting. He can shoot. 
he's a capable shooter, but he's not really a knockdown shooter as far as being able to stretch the floor, stretch the floor. So that is something that that could also impact his draft stock. And then he's not a playmaker. He's not a passer by any means. He's not someone that is going to be able to beat you off double teams. I mean, I think his assist to turnover ratio numbers were negative, or at least even last year. So far this year, I think he only has four assists. So again, that is something that I'll be paying attention to. If he can show that he can knock down open shots from three or shoot, or at least show the potential to be like a a floor spacer and a playmaker, I think that can help his draft stock out a lot. And then also his age. He is one of the older sophomores. I think he is 22 years old, which is, I mean, that's pretty old. And and for me, and I, I had this conversation with some friends a couple of days ago about just age. And um, I was on a conference call also about how this ranking service is now going to start ranking players based off the European model, ranking them based off of birth year instead of class. And I know for me, I just think about like, man, when I graduated from high school, I was 17. I was 17 years old when I graduated from high school. And when I graduated from college, I was 22. And I did five years. And so I'm looking at Keegan Murray. He is 22 and he is a sophomore. So there's going to be some Chris Duarte comparisons there based off of his age. So that is something that could help or hinder his draft stock. But he's someone, again, that I'll be following and tracking closely throughout the season. The next game I'm looking forward to on the schedule is against Virginia because he's been eating and feasting off of lower-level competition. So right now I think he's averaging 25 and nearly 11 rebounds per game on 59% shooting. So the numbers are crazy. Definitely huge video game numbers, numbers that we're not used to seeing on the college level. But can he sustain it and maintain it is the question. And the Big Ten is one of the the best and most competitive leagues in college basketball. So, again, I'm just looking forward to seeing if he can maintain that against stronger competition. Well, that wraps up this episode. I know it's a little shorter than normal. But before I leave, I want to talk to you about Locked on Bets. It is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. So if you're into betting, Locked On Bets is the place to go. Well, that is it for me. It's Rafael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies, recording live in Barcelona, Spain. It is early in the morning. I'm about to watch film from last night's NBA college games. Then I'm going to go rent a bike ride up and down the beach and give myself a break because I've been I, I haven't really had a chance to enjoy my four days here because I've been in my hotel room trying to watch basketball trying to crank out content and updating my website which this year I'm looking to take it to another level I'm looking to have profiles on at least 100 150 guys and um, so every day I've been trying to add profiles watch film and uh, because I actually have more time this year, I'm just going to take it to another level with the content. So stay tuned for that. Check out the website, NBADraftJunkies.com. Again, this is Raphael, NBA Draft Junkies, Locked on NBA Draft. I am out.